Welcome to the Shane Lanigans Podcast. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gents. My name is Shanisu Mazura, and welcome to the Shane Lanigans Podcast, Artist Edition. A podcast series where I interview up-and-coming artists who are not super well-known, but should be. On this fortnight's episode, I am joined by New Jersey-based alternative indie artist, Loudhound. Loudhound recently released the first single from his EP, which will be coming out in spring 2021, and has many more great tracks you can check out right now, so you should all make sure you do that ASAP and keep an eye out for when his EP is released. Let's all welcome Loudhound to the Shane Anigans Podcast! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, this fortnight's installment of the Shane Anigans podcast. Today, I am joined by Loud Hounds. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, so um, this is, of course, the podcast where we interview up-and-coming um, artists who I think you guys should check out. So, yeah, make sure you guys check out Loud Hounds stuff after, of course, watching this episode of the podcast. So, as always, I mean, you've obviously watched this podcast before. Um, I make this joke every single episode, right, about people obviously watching the podcast before and being sarcastic, but, you know, I'm doing it again. Obviously, you've watched this, <laughs> the podcast before. I've um, watched it, yeah. Oh, yeah, you've actually watched it. <laughs> I, watched, Yo, I, ne- I watched Boyos, yeah, dude. That, that's crazy, yeah. I, w- I wasn't expecting that, you know. I never expect people to actually uh, to actually watch it, but... um. Yeah, here we are. All right, so you probably know we start off with a joke every time. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, let's just get into it. The lion, king of the jungle, was very bored. He gathered all the animals of his kingdom and said, Each one of you must tell a joke. The joke must be funny enough to make, every, to make everybody else laugh. Otherwise, I'll kill the one who told the joke. Monkey was the first animal who had to tell the joke. He told his favorite joke. And every animal cried in laughter, except the turtle, who looked at the monkey with a bored expression. The turtle didn't laugh, um, roared the lion, and then proceeded to kill the monkey. So the hippo was the next one in line. He started telling his joke, but was interrupted by the turtle, who started laughing before the punchline. What the hell, turtle? asked the lion. Monkey's joke is hilarious. Badum. <laughs> it's, uh... That's good. I, I got it, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. Are we going by Tommy or Loudhound, by the way, for this uh, for the episode? You, you can call me Tommy. Tommy. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I know that some people like to go by their stage name, you know. I've had one or two. So, yeah, Tommy. So, what's the meaning behind the, um, the stage name Loudhound? Where did, where did that come from? Yeah, um... I guess uh, it was probably about 2016, probably four years ago. Um, I was like recording this like garage rock album, and yes. this is like, before I even like released anything yet. So the project didn't really exist online at all. And I was in the studio. Um, it was like the last day, and we were like mastering the record, which inevitably never came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, at the time, I was just kind of getting beaten down by a lot of things in my, my life. Um, you know, I, uh, I just constantly felt like uh, an abused dog um, that had a lot to say. Uh, 
I was, I, I, at the time, I was, like, acting full-time, so I was, like, going on auditions in New York all the time for commercials and TV shows and stuff like that, and it, that got, like, really sour with the whole business side and the management and, like, the girl I was dating, that was just a complete fiasco and really, really bad, so I just felt really, I don't know, in a really discombobulated place in my head, and yeah. but it was really kind of taking me, not that I wanted anybody to take me seriously, but just, like, it just seemed that nobody really was listening. So Loud Hound kind of just came out because I like dogs and I think animal names with bands are kind of cool anyways. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like Arctic Monkeys and uh, that's the only one that comes to mind right now. <laughs> but yeah. All, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Tame Impala. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, man, that's pretty much it. It's like I felt like a, an abused little dog with a lot to say. And again, the animal names kind of sound cool together, too. Yeah, that is pretty true, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I agree with the animals sounding cool in um, names because mm -hmm. I mean all of the great, bat yeah, I mean T Tame Impala and Arctic Monkeys are the only ones that I can think of. Yeah. But yeah, you get you get what I mean. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so you've lived in a number of places from Pennsylvania, New Jersey to Iowa to Minnesota, all sorts. You know, New York City. But which place had the biggest impact on the person you are today? Uh, New York City. New York City. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I grew up uh, in a traveling certain no, I didn't really grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like. Yeah, to you almost you almost got me there. I was taking a sip of water. <laughs> I actually used to tell people that sometimes when I was a kid. But uh, no, uh, yeah, my parents and I we like pretty much lived all over the U.S., Canada, and uh, it wasn't until I moved to New York for college and. Um, I was going to school up there and, you know, I, this is like where I really kind of like started getting into different music, started watching different films, started to kind of explore like the artistic side a lot more and just kind of being around so many like like-minded individuals kind of propelled me into that uh, world more. And uh, there's just a certain energy, man, like living in, in bigger cities and it's like this pulsating life form where like no matter if you don't even have any actual friends like this city can be your friend and you can find so much inspiration just walking about and I don't know man it, it just it laid such a deep imprint on my life and how I see the world and how I look at my craft honestly yeah well um okay in hindsight, that seems like a bit of a given, to be honest, that New York would probably be the most <laughs> the most impactful um, in terms of your, you know, in terms of the person you are today. But what were you doing in New York at that time? Were you performing? Were you like, what were you doing at that time? I was going to school um, for business. And, um, you know, I <laughs> at the time, I didn't really want to. I felt like an outlier. You know, I, I'm not really a a numbers guy to begin with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, not a numbers person at all. <laughs> <laughs> what what like, made you choose business then if um if you're not I, a numbers person? I, I I it wasn't really my choice to be honest. I mean people will say like oh everybody has a choice but that's just like a whole nother story in itself. But um yeah. but yeah man I just kind of was doing what I was I thought was expected of me, if that makes sense. And I feel I, like I get that, yeah. Right, you know, and like when you're at a certain, when you're at 18, 19, even like 20, even, you know, in your middle 20s or whatever, you know, there's always like this looming expectation from 
you know, your family, your, your parents, your, your friends, that you have to be something that like they want you to be. And in reality, dude, like that's just not how it goes because <laughs> of the, yeah. at the day, dude, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world and you, you were born alone and you're going to die alone. So you might as well do what you want to do. Um, but yeah, dude. So like at the time I was studying business and I would go on all these auditions for like acting and I would play a lot of coffee shop shows, like acoustic stuff. And, uh, yeah, I didn't really have too many friends on campus or anything like that. Just kind of like stuck to my own and just did my own thing and would just try to like make a cool demo reel for acting and just try to like get become like a better songwriter if anything with like music. So and at that time I wasn't really making like stuff I'm obviously making now is like more like singer songwriter vibe and just like yeah. learn how to play the guitar better if anything. So, but yeah, man, that's that's pretty cool to be honest. I mean, um. So what was uh, your family, you know, I mean, the people you mentioned, what was their reaction to you taking up the music thing more seriously? Because, um, yeah, obviously, over the past few years, you've become, you, you've grown, I mean, your musical stuff as... Uh, you, you get what I'm trying... I, I know yeah. what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to put it into words. But, um, yeah, your musical um, presence has grown amongst this demographic, I guess. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, they definitely react to it uh, a lot better, if anything, now. That, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that there's, like, kind of, like, numbers to, like, show, in a sense. But, um, you know, it was definitely, like, a rocky road. And um, sometimes I've learned, like, you know, you, you can love your family as much as you want, but, you know, they're they're... I, I love my parents to death and they're super supportive and I think this goes with, like with anybody in general but there comes a point in your life where you just realize that like you just gotta like tune out whatever whatever anybody really thinks um, or their projected beliefs about like what you should do and uh, you just gotta kind of stay strong to your gut and just understand that like whatever it is that you're working towards in life it's a process and it's it's gonna be really rocky. It's gonna be some really, really low lows and some really, really high highs. And you just gotta kind of go with the flow. And honestly, man, like, like four or five months ago, it was probably the worst it's been for me on this journey yet. Um, but <laughs> no matter how bad it gets, you just gotta keep going. If as long as you believe in yourself, and that's the only person you gotta really rely on is you, dude. You know. But yeah, they, they're, they're, to answer your question, they're definitely supportive, so it's all good, like, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that, because it's like, I I don't know, it's, I always see people who, uh, who talk about their experiences with their family when it comes to them pursuing, you know, their dreams and things like that, and they're not, they're, they're hardly ever supportive right at the start, you know, um, I find that especially with ethnic people, but you as a white person yourself, I mean, what, like, okay, this is a, this is a, a stereotype or a cliche or whatever. Are your family religious in, um, at all? Or is it, okay. Yeah, I mean, my parents, like, they're Catholic, um, right. have, like a Catholic college, the Jesuit college. Um, I, I, de I definitely personally believe in God. I don't go to church though. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think like everything, I, I don't know, my just views on religion, spirituality and stuff, I, I feel like over time you just kind of develop your own relationship with God or like the universe or whatever that 
greater power really is but yeah yeah, yeah. exactly because you mentioned that um before that you meditate and all of that and has that uh i mean how does that affect you nowadays have you noticed any um effects from that in your day-to-day lives in your mentality your you know your spiritual well-being have you noticed any changes from that yeah man i mean i feel like i'm a completely different person um meditating i wouldn't be who i am where i am if i didn't start doing that um if anything it's shown me a lot about myself uh and who i am and things that i'm trying to not that i'm trying to but the things i am working towards daily i I've, i have a kind of a, a crazy person morning routine um, yeah yeah you've talked about this before i was gonna ask about that actually tell us a little bit about that because it starts yeah. at 7 a.m that's uh <laughs> that's quite something tell, tell us yeah. about that yeah even on the weekends too um yeah man i just like i was struggling with a lot of uh depression and anxiety stuff for a while and i I, I don't know where it came from. I mean, it, I, I remember how it sprouted about and it was like towards the tail end of this one relationship I had with that girl I mentioned previously. Um, and then again, with like the acting thing, how I found out like my manager was just taking money and super manipulative and kind of, you know, screwed everything up. I was like signed to like a really big agency in New York and it was just like kind of everything kind of came crashing down and I started taking like antidepressants and stuff and you know my confidence as a person just started dissipating and then like even like my friends and my family would just notice that like yo you kind of become like a shell of like who you once were like where did Tommy go and I, I and I was just so down and I just realized like damn I really don't even know who I am anymore like where did I go like I used to be a pretty happy dude and like you know just, you know confident and stuff and uh and I started you know, once I started to take the time for myself and I understood that like, you know, humans are pretty much capable of doing anything in this world as long as we set our mind to it. And as much of a cliche as that is, it's so, it's so true, dude. Like, you know, whatever you are, what you believe in. And if you believe you can feel better and you, and you give yourself the time to do that and you take action on it, like you will. And for me, like meditating every morning has just made me feel so much lighter about my days i can i can take on things that like before if you know uh it, it would really beat me down but now it's just like it's kind of like deflects off it's like okay cool like no problem like, let's just keep going like whatever like that didn't happen okay whatever like on to the next thing um and just overall like it just gets all the brain gook out of your head for the day and it leaves you uh clear-minded for the present moment really and that's only the thing that that's like the only thing that we really know of in life in general is just like this moment right now like for all we know yesterday doesn't exist it could be just a dream or just some kind of lackadaisical event yeah. and tomorrow well you know we don't even know if tomorrow can even exist you know so um meditating is just it's i i have to do it man it, it just makes me feel so good and i highly advise anybody who even questions about doing it to do it because you'll just become more spiritually in tune with yourself and things will just become more clear to you yeah because i've tried it myself and um i've tried it a few times and i don't know it's <laughs> okay part of my personality i guess is not 
is having a lot of things on my mind at once you know i guess uh i guess you'd call it being a visionary or whatever i don't know but just like having a lot of things on my mind at month at once and for the listeners who you know have personalities similar to mine or who struggle with focusing on the idea of nothing do you have any uh tips for them anything um that you could tell them to sort of help them in their journey among that route yeah man absolutely um, honestly, like, I'm the same way as you, <laughs> like, <laughs> my mind's always buzzing, you know, even like last night, um, I'm actually in the process, I just, my, my best friend and I, we just finished uh, the Loud Hound website and all the merch, so I'm gonna get ready to start rolling that out with like the new singles and the EP pretty soon, but like last night, I was just like thinking in my head, like, oh, like, I still have to do this and this and this and this and this, like, oh shit, like, what do I do, what do I do? But one thing I've learned is just having a notebook. And, you know, treating like, it's funny, man, like I almost treat how like my life is now as if I, if I was, as if I was still in school, in a sense, yeah. like, I have to have this notebook where it tells me everything I have to do for my morning routine, I check it off one by one by one by one. And then all of my little thoughts I have, like, okay, like, would it be a good idea to just like drop like three singles and spread them out over like the, like a three month time span and then drop the record? Or should I just do four singles or just like? Should I do a music, like any kind of thought you have, write it out. That way you don't have to occupy, let that occupy your mind. Because if you just let it sit there and just saturate your head, you're not going to really have time to focus on the things that do come your way or the new ideas that pop into your head. So when you have it kind of written out, you just consciously know like, okay, like that's there. I do need to think about that and articulate that and kind of like develop that idea a bit more or just kind of, um, maybe let that marinate. I like letting things marinate a lot, even when it comes to like bigger decisions, uh, just because like taking action on those smaller things and on those smaller thoughts is what's going to help you get things done. Um, yeah. Sometimes the bigger, the bigger things that need a lot more time to be developed and need to kind of sit down and be thought out. I hope I'm coming across kind of clear. <laughs> yeah no um so the main thing that you're saying i guess is to write things down you know write your ideas down and get clear your mind i guess i, mean, I guess writing things down is a way to clear your mind and actually have them in a physical space rather than just having to deal with them constantly you know floating around your head all day i guess yeah okay so cool so writing the let me write this down, right? <laughs> All right. Uh... To even backtrack on that, like setting goals, like you yeah. have to set goals for yourself. And if you don't set goals for yourself, you're not going to really have a clear direction of how you get to where you want to go. You know, you got to like look at your life as this like long journey and on this road, right? And it's like yeah. you are like a person like me and you who have things floating around and your mind feels like a circus half the time. When you, when you write out, like, goals for your year, for your month, and then you, you have, like, kind of a plan of action in a sense, like, each week you delegate, like, maybe two or three minor goals that lead you to that big monthly goal, which inevitably lead you to, like, your main goal for the year. Yeah, that yeah. helps too, man. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, set... Okay, there was a bit of sellotape on my headphone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, setting goals. <laughs> okay, cool. Um... Yeah, so, okay, on to a different topic, right? You mentioned in the past that it took a really short time to make the track Melancholy Boy, and by the end of it, it felt like a close friend or a sibling. Um, 
First of all, how long did it actually take to uh, make Melancholy Boy? Just so um, the listeners have a sort of idea of, you know, the time span we're talking about here. Yeah. I wrote it last summer. Um, it's around August. And I wrote Goodbye Darling, like, the week before, and then Melancholy Boy. Like, everything for me happens in waves, I've noticed. Yeah. Like, like, things will just... I mean, I'm always trying to record, but those special songs that actually make it out there come in like waves, like a yeah, big yeah, yeah. I get what you mean, yeah. So like waves of energy, I guess. Um, what are you trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, and you kind of like for me, um, I I remember I just like had the drum beat it was like, um, boom, ka ka, boom ka, boom ka ka, boom ka, and I kind of like had that like just rolling, and I was like, oh, that's. It's pretty dope, dude. And then I just like grabbed the acoustic guitar, and I just started playing the chords, you know. And then um, I was like, "Oh, this is really dope!" Like, let me just like mumble a bunch of stuff. And the first thing I started mumbling was, um, I was, I was like, "Have you been hypnotized?" Like that, like first like little line. I was like, "Oh, that's really, really dope!" Like that's pretty sweet. And yeah. then. Uh, yeah, man, it just kind of came up to, together like really quick, and then I did this like guitar part. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds dope," but it could be way cooler. So I just like reversed it, and I was like, "Wait, that's that's the main melody right there." And then I reversed that. And when I had the guitar reversed, I like redid it onto my keyboard and did like a synth roll. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, like I just need to find a cool like vocal line to follow that chorus, and that could be the chorus." So I basically wrote the whole song in like an hour and a half, maybe at the most. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever, like, written a thing in an hour because I happen to dabble and play it myself. And I've never actually done it all in that short a time frame. That's actually, that's, I mean, like, do you, does that happen often with you? Does that, like, is that a regular thing? When it does, it happens. Yeah, it, it happens sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, the dr I didn't do the real drums at this point. Like, it was just, like, an electronic drum beat. Yeah. Um, and then I went to my buddy's studio in Brooklyn, my buddy Ricky, and he did like the real drums for me. Um, but yeah, man, sometimes it does happen like that. And like, but what I've noticed is like, I don't have any distractions when that happens. Like there's no phone like going off. If anything, my phone's on airplane mode. Um, like, I, like that. And then also like, like, I just make sure, yeah, like no one's like texting me. So like, I don't like, oh shit, like, you guys want to go to the bar? Like, not really. I'm like in the middle of the studio, but like even just yeah. like simple interaction saying like, nah, I'm good while you're recording can like ruin up your whole flow. Um, and, uh, I don't know, man, you just gotta have fun with it. That's what I've learned. It's just like, it, like when I went up Ableton, it, it just like feels like a video game to me at this point. Like it feels like I'm playing. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, okay. So my follow up question for that was, because you you mentioned that it felt like a close friend by the time you were finished with it. Do you feel like um, do you do you find it easy to make close bonds with people um, like in your daily lives? I get in your daily life. You know, when you're walking down the street, you make eye contact with someone for like I don't know a second longer. Do you find it easy to make a close bond with a person um, in your day to day life? Good question, man. Um, I think it always depends on like how well you're connecting with like the individual, you know? Um, 
sometimes like i mean it, it all comes down to energy for me man it's like you either vibe with people or you don't and you know it's just like you can't force yourself to click with people you know it just doesn't work like that like you can't i mean sure over time like if you're around them all of the time you'll eventually become tolerable you know or they will become tolerable to you um but yeah man i mean i i i'm definitely like a people person equally as much as i am like a studio nerd <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, you know but um yeah i guess it always just depends on the circumstance and it just depends on like what i'm connecting with the person on um you know uh yeah does, does that answer your question yeah no that answers it pretty well actually so it's pretty much an if you vibe you vibe kind of situation then i guess 100%. yeah i get that um okay so moving on for me personally right i've listened to quite a bit of your music for me personally i'd say that it sounds like sort of a mix of some group love some cage the elephant and maybe a bit of grizzly bear in there as well i don't know if you um know those three artists um at all of course okay (laughs) yeah um so do any of these artists inspire you in any way or you know have they ever have you ever listened to them and felt inspired to make a track after listening to any of these artists oh yeah man I mean, Cage the Elephant's probably my favorite band, and I love Group Love so much. They're another one of my favorites, too. Um, and Grizzly Bear, they're just classic, dude, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, well, thanks for that. That was really nice of you. Um, <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah. my favorite, One of my favorite records, actually, is Tell Me I'm Pretty by Cage the Elephant. And um, I remember I... That, that, just that record in general, man, I just find it to be such a powerful album. And even, like, their newest album is really good, too. I mean, yeah, dude, like, I just, I, I'm obsessed with, like, good songwriting. I, I'm obsessed with, like, catchy vocal lines. I'm ca- uh, catchy melodies. I'm obsessed with, like, you know, e- e- bands like KG Elephant and Group Love, like, you can tell they, you know, they obviously come from, like, that 90s rock kind of yeah. vibe, you know, inspired by Kurt Cobain. I would assume. I mean, I don't know. Like they, they scream in all their songs and stuff like that. And like Iggy Pop is definitely an influence. You know, for, um, it seems like for at least for Cage and stuff. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I just, I, I just that that's the stuff I grew up on. You know, I grew up on listening to bands like Cage and and uh, you know uh, Arctic Monkeys and Portugal the Man and, and Group Love, and Grizzly Bear, like all those indie alt rock guys, like. They're just super inspiring to me, man. And it's just like, you know, that's the music that like I remember listening to in high school and college. And if I can make music where it has like that big indie sound and it can like have the people who are in high school and college now resonate with and they can listen to when they're older, I feel like it'd be a job well done. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, you're, you know, it's you what you've done so far is pretty much a job well done <laughs> anyway. But um, you know what? In in fact, uh, speaking of a job well done, what does the ideal peak of your career look like? You've been building up to this for a long time. Um, you know, obviously since college, you've been. This is be- sorry. There's. I don't know if you can hear that. There's ice cream men <laughs> in the area. Uh, I had. I had this. I had the same issue with Boyo. They always. I should have closed the windows. I don't know what is. <laughs> okay. That could Sorry. be like your new tag in your for your podcast, like <laughs> by coming through. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I need to start closing the windows during this. But the thing is, it gets hot in this room, so no, and keep, I don't have a. <laughs> keep, and I don't 
keep the ice cream dudes coming through, man. That, that's, <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> that's like my gimmick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, you've been working up to this for a while. Um, yeah. Since college, you know, this has been kind of a dream. What does the ideal peak of your career look like, though? Unless you've reached it already. But um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what does the ideal peak of it look like to you? Um, honestly, I want to go as far as I possibly can while I'm alive on Earth. And if that's just, that's, that's it point blank, pretty much, you know, um, I picked up the guitar for one reason and one reason only, and that was to write my own music. I still have no idea how to cover a song. I never learned. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and if I actually deliberately took the time to like, oh, okay, E-A-G, whatever. I mean, I could play Wonderwall, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and a few Arctic Monkey song and stuff. Yeah, like maybe a bit of Riptide as well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, 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 but yeah, man, I mean, I just want to go as far as I possibly can go. You know, um, I don't, I have a lot of big goals in my life and, you know, um, I understand that like it's a very gruesome journey and it's going to be a long process along the way and uh, you just got to stay humble, stay grounded and work your ass off to get there and I enjoy working really really hard. You know, I when I first started dude, I had no idea what I was doing. I I remember I took singing lot singing lessons before and the first thing I took them for one day. It was yeah. this time and I'll tell you why I only took it one time. I went into the lesson and I sang the song called uh, Asshole by Beck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and which is a great song. And the guy, the, the teacher dude looked at me. He's like, you have no idea what you're doing. And I don't think you'll ever be able to know how to sing. And I was like, damn, you are a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, for real, I, I always hear stories about, you know, teachers saying that students won't ever be anything and stuff. Do teachers actually say that? Because I've never heard of any teacher saying anything like that before. Yeah, he was kind of... Did you see uh, the movie Whiplash? Yeah, yeah, I've seen... <laughs> okay, so he was like um, uh, J.K. Simmons um, in like, Whiplash. Like a lesser form in like a really tiny cubicle room where he did his lessons at. But yeah, um... That sounds like it sucked. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but like using stuff like that, though, is fuel to the fire to help you know, you know, catapult me and keep me motivated to keep going. You know, um, to answer your question, though, dude, I do want to just go as far as possibly can go, playing all the festivals, playing the big shows and stuff. But I think the biggest thing for me at, at the end of the day is just, I just want to impact people's lives. I would love to just have my songs impact the younger generation and make them feel things and you know, help them get through their depression or their breakups and, you know, make them want to go frolic in a, in a park with their friends and hang yeah. out and stuff. And just being the soundtrack to their high school and college journeys would just be a dream. Yeah, that, really, that, that sounds like such a dream, being, being a soundtrack to someone's, you know, to, to a era in someone's life. That sounds like, that sounds amazing, yeah. So I guess what you could say is the ideal peak of your career is seeing your ideal demographic listening to your music in um, in their droves. But do you, do you want to be super popular in that demographic, though? Because I guess there's there's quite a few people who, I don't know, like, do you see sometimes Tyler, the Creator's fan base, right? They're in that, I think they're pretty much in that demographic. And... That fan base is, um, it's something. So, <laughs> do you, I mean, I don't know, are you looking to be seen by all people in that fan base or, you know, the wallflowers in that fan base? What kind of, uh, what kind of people in that fan base are you, 
are you, or in this demographic are you looking to have as your fans? I don't, I don't know, man. I just, whoever wants to listen to my music, you know? Um, actually, I really never thought about that. Um, I always see like a lot of like fan-made videos on the internet with like my stuff, like on Instagram and YouTube especially. And they always like use my songs for like, the like cut up like old movies and newer movies and make their own like little montages of them and stuff like yeah. that. And it's really, I don't know, man. I really haven't, to be honest, I never really thought about it. I mean, if anything, like just reaching as many people as possible and just again, like impacting their lives and helping them feel better or uplifting them or maybe making them feel a little nostalgic or melancholy on certain situations in their li- their li- lives. It's a really wholesome dream. I like that. Yeah, that's... man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's my last question in terms of um, interview questions. That brings us into our next uh, our next segment being would you rather no, would you take the deal questions, actually, not would you rather questions. Um, all right, so I, for the listeners, for the first-time listeners of this podcast who came specially for Loud Hound, of course, as I assume there will be a few, um, would you take the deal questions are questions where I present the interviewee with a, um, with a statement, with a positive sometimes a negative and it is followed by a condition that may be positive or may be negative so in other words i don't know you can respawn in life but all spiders in the world die or something like that something along those lines so yeah let's just get right into the would you take the deals then so you can heal anything and everything but you will get what you healed 10 times worse for one sorry three times worse sorry not ten times worse three times worse for one hour okay hold on, let me make sure i get this right so i can heal everybody and anyone yeah. however i'll feel like the damage done three times worse yeah oh yeah dude i would, i don't care about that like let, i mean let me heal everybody let me let me make them i'll, I'll suffer for their for their <laughs> That, that's a that's a painful hour though you know i mean i've seen some people i mean have you ever heard of cluster headaches or kidney stones or all of that stuff that to have that three times worse than some of the stories that i've heard for a whole hour oh wait what's the other option of not doing that then you just live normally <laughs> you just live your life normally these are would you take the deals not would you rather <laughs> but um yeah so oh, i mean i i don't is there like a, are we dangling like a carrot of money here, or, or is um, kind of like I the mean, cut out of my heart here? You can, you can capitalize on anything these days, so yeah, I guess I guess you could say that we're dangling some money here. All right, then yeah, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah, I, I I'd have to do that as well. I yeah. mean, seeing seeing some of the suffering in the world, I'd have to do that. I shouldn't be laughing, or smiling when I'm saying. No, I mean I'm just all good, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, next one. You can transform into whatever you wish, but each transformation is excruciatingly painful. So, I don't know what, um, have you ever had, like, food poisoning or, I don't know, something like that? Uh, yeah. Like, I think it was, like, a month ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think about it then, though. But, yeah. um... Yeah, so Bell, dude. it'll do you dirty. <laughs> yeah, trust me, it's it's not fun. Um, 
but yeah, I guess I guess that's the kind of pain that you'll go through. So you can transform into whatever you want, but it will be excruciatingly painful while you do it. Oh yeah, totally. I'm all for it. Let's transform. Transform. Really? What kind of stuff are you transforming into? Like a bird, maybe it'd be kind of cool just to fly around. <laughs> you know, when I, when I was reading this question, actually, I was um, I was sort of like transported back. I had a flashback to watching the Scooby Doo movie, the original one with um, the original live action one. Oh where yeah, they all <laughs> where they all switched bodies. And yeah. Um, yeah, Freddy was in Daphne's body or something, and he's like, "Hey, I can look at myself naked, <laughs> naked." <laughs> and you know, I mean, let's let's be honest. I feel like a lot of people would do that. I mean, cancel me, don't cancel me, whatever. I feel like a lot of people would do that. Oh yeah. Um, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm not saying whether or not I would. My statement previously probably tells the listeners enough, but <laughs> my point still stands. Um, okay. So next one. You can you get an unlimited supply of money for the rest of your life, but you forever lose the ability to make facial expressions. Oh, shit. So just be like, I'm rich as fuck. I'm so happy right now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah. you, you, you turn into Sergeant Holt. I don't know if you've watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but you turn into Sergeant Holt. No, I've actually never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Or Nine-Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um... Nah, I'm gonna have to pass on that bad boy. Really? I think so. I, I like expressing, you know, facial expressions. You know, people read people's faces better. It's like, yeah, just because like you have a lot of money, you don't seem too happy because you're not smiling. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, you get to live your dream, though. You get to do whatever you want. You can. But can't you do that anyways? If even oh, maybe not if you don't have. Actually, you you just got to work really, really hard, you know? Yeah, but that's true. But does, I mean, come on. Hard work doesn't necessarily always mean success, though. I I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the case in pretty much the majority of the world. Hard work doesn't necessarily equal success. Like, look at um, some of the richest people in the world, right? What... What did what did Bad Babby or Bad Bahabi, you know, Daniel Broccoli, that that girl who was on Doctor Phil? What did she really do to get all that fame and money? At like what sixteen? Four, well, she was fourteen at the time, I think. She literally just said, "Cast me outside." How about that? Boom! Her career was just like it just skyrocketed, and yeah. she had a rap career. She was a model. She was she she got like a bazillion followers on Instagram. All she did was say a few words on this TV show that hardly anyone even watches, you know? <laughs> so. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I guess there's like outliers with everything, you know, some, there, there's always like that random intangible of a uh, combo of like good luck and fortune or good fortune and luck and, uh, you know, right time, right place, I guess. I don't know. I, but working really hard towards things is honestly, I love it. If anything, oh, I don't yeah, know. Absolutely, it makes you you get dirt under your your fingernails, and you get you know, get the scars to show it over time. You know, and I think uh, there's nothing more uh, uh, I don't want to say admirable, but there's nothing more um, rewarding. Yeah, rewarding than just working really hard for the things that you want. So. Um, yeah, man. But w- the caveat to all of that is like, yeah, sure, having a lot of money can like solve um, 
some of those uh, milestones that you might need need to face along your journey. But at the same time, you might not know how to deal with those certain milestones the right way, even though you have the money. Whereas like the experience and the hard work behind it when you don't have money prepares you for those moments. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean there. Okay. <laughs> you get one perfect wish, but you have to wipe out one country from the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to say which country, but <laughs> but yeah, let's just say you get one perfect wish. I w- wish for like world peace. Yeah, honestly, that's what I was thinking as well. World peace or end like, world hunger or something like that, you know? Yeah, world peace and hunger and... I don't know. Is there... I feel like there's like a country that's like an island. Maybe like a, it has like maybe like a population of like zero people on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not too sure which one. Oh, man. It's Tuvalu, I think. Something like that. Like, no one lives there, right? Yeah. Um, I know Yes Theory did a video. I don't know if you even know who Yes Theory is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do know. So, yeah. Um, I know Yes Theory did a video there. but um... So, any, un- any like, non-populated place we could... Yeah, I mean, like, to be I, I- I'd sacrifice myself for world peace. I- I'd do that. Oh, so... Sacrifice <laughs> yourself? I, for world peace, I mean... I mean, I'd probably do the same. I like to think I would, yeah. But, I mean, if it came down to it, if, like, you know, the Grim Reaper is standing right, like, right <laughs> across from me with his scythe, and he's like, are you about to do this? Do you really want to do this? I, No one knows what they'd do in that situation. I like to think that I would. No one knows if they'd run into the burning building, you know? I mean, I don't know if you've heard that phrase, but, yeah, no one knows if they'd run into the burning building. Yeah. I like to think I would. Yeah. So, I think so we what? Think so. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, are you saying that you would take that deal then? Uh, like sacrifice myself for world peace? Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, no. You get one wish, but you um have to wipe out one country from the face of the earth. Oh. <laughs> uh. God. Oh wait, isn't Antarctica? Is that considered a country? I I guess. <laughs> I don't think anybody lives there, right? I mean, no one lives there permanently. All right, well, then we'll go with that one. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, Antarctica. All right, so last one. Uh, You can own whatever object you want for free, but you'll remain single for your entire life. You're good at these questions, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't make these. I get. The, I get pretty much everything from Reddit. I get the joke, and I get the would you rather than would you take the deals from Reddit. Uh, um, I make up all the interview questions though, so that's. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can own whatever object you want for free, but you will remain single for the rest of your life. Uh, I'll pass on that one. I'm having to pass as well. I can- <laughs> I'm have to pass. <laughs> Uh, her would be uh, a travesty, be a horror. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's sad. But I mean, I see some people who are chill with it, though, who are living it up single. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. They seem they seem pretty happy. I would. I don't think I'd want to be single though. Like as like an old dude. Like I don't. Know, maybe I would though. At the same time, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, one day at a time, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. I 
Yeah, that's true, to be honest. So, being focused on the... I think I'm thinking way too much into this, but yeah. Um, taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Okay, so my final question before I let you, Tommy Florio, Loud Hound, on your way. You are heard by everyone on Earth, on the planet right now, for 10 seconds. You have a microphone, right? Okay. What do you say? Um... Be patient, be kind to others, practice gratitude, love those in your life, love the strangers that you don't know, and uh, listen to my music. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting. For, I was thinking, is this guy really not going to promote his, <laughs> going to promote his music into this, into this microphone, this Rode microphone, not a sponsor <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's connected to the yeah, entire yeah. world? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely listen to my music, please. That would be great. <laughs> but that's... no, definitely be kind and and love others. And yeah, that's take time, take time for yourself. If anything, is the biggest thing I've learned in my life. Yeah, that's true. I feel like a lot of people would listen to that if just a big booming voice from the sky just said, just said, take time to listen to, take time to listen to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Thanks. Um, so. I feel like I'd promote my stuff as well, though, to be honest. I say this every episode. I'd promote my stuff. I'd probably tell people to be nice to each other and, um, yeah, and make sure that um, their vote counts this this <laughs> November <laughs> as well. Because <laughs> we don't get political on this podcast that much. But, um, yeah, mate, just make your vote count. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I think this episode might be out by the time that the voting's done. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> After that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Tommy Florio, uh, Loudhound. I really appreciated you joining me on um, this episode. Thank you for joining me. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to the listeners before um, we tune out? Um. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, man. It was uh, it was great. Um, keep making these dope podcasts. Um, I really like them a lot. I think people will gravitate to them even more to keep the ice cream truck driver in there <laughs> yeah yeah i need to i need to start phoning him up making appointments with him i think <laughs> you know okay are you are you are you still coming at like noon or three days <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i uh i got a new song coming out october 16th it'll be well i guess by then it'll be already out but um yeah. it'll be the first song on my record my first ep and then i have another one coming out on the 13th of november so uh, yeah, lots of singles. Well, two singles this year, two more next year, and then the record comes out sometime in the spring. And uh, yeah, I'll have merch out pretty soon, the website up relatively soon as well. And yeah, man, thanks for having me. It's been awesome hanging out. It's been a pleasure on my end as well. I've really appreciated this episode, actually. This is this is up there. This is definitely up there. Thank you for joining me. So yeah, um, without further ado, I think we'll end off there. We'll round off. So listeners... Thank you for listening to uh, the Shane Anigans Podcast Artist Edition. I really appreciate that. Stay Shane amazing, and I will see you all next time. And that concludes this fortnight's installment of the Shane Anigans Podcast Artist Edition with Ishana Sumazura. I am, of course, Ishana Sumazura. Feel free to subscribe to this channel and click the bell next to it. Or if you're an audio listener, simply subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. If you have anyone you'd like to see on the podcast, or if you're an artist who would like to make an appearance, feel free to drop me a message on any of my socials. See you all next time.